I'm afraid I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I did not wake up grateful. I didn't. I woke up and I did my uh, for today step work, meditation, prayer. Meditation and prayer are different every morning. And I great coffee, fed the cats, blah 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 blah. And it wasn't until driving over here I went, oh my god, my life is amazing. It took a while. <laughs> And I qualify, I am, uh, I got here in 1988 when I was 26. I'm now 57. It's 2019. I had 11 years, then I had 5 years, then I had 2 years, then I had 3 years, I don't remember. Um, and today I'm coming out of a 9 year severe relapse. And I'm maintaining a 93 pound weight loss for probably 8 of those years. That's crazy. <laughs> so when I got here, there were people that were in this room. Some people have maintained that absence. Some have gone out. Some are somewhere else. Uh, there's a woman who just asked me to, fr- uh, to be her friend on a social media that I knew 30 years ago. Out of the blue. Who used to come to this meeting? Out of the blue. There's a man in this room who sponsored me. And when I had 11 years of abstinence, I stood up at this meeting. And I did one of these. I went, I'm Craig, I'm compulsive overeater. I have 11 years. I sat back down. He looked at me and he said, don't you ever take this for granted. And guess what? He was right. I didn't think much of it. And then I called him and I said, I'm at a store buying 34 jeans. He goes, it's great. You can go up. I don't want to hear that. I didn't. I didn't understand it. Okay. So what I did. Um, what I did. Uh, what I did was people said, "What step are you on?" I don't know. How many people are you sponsoring? Are you sponsoring? Eh, yeah, kind of. Not really. What's your abstinence? Kind of knew it, but it wasn't really defined. Right. Um, a woman, Gene S. I was talking about work. I was talking about my mother, my mother, all this stuff. And she said, go with love. I was like, you don't understand. She did understand because she had a lot more time than I did and she was absent. I didn't know. Go with love. Okay. Now I get it. You know, all my fears. Go with love. Um, driving here, and I, this is recorded. So I'm driving here, and I said, I hope, and I, I think that that man in the corner, the red shirt, is going to be here. He doesn't go to this meeting. I don't go to this meeting. He's not in town a lot. Okay. And my spirit guy, I'll call her that, Irene, who was my aunt, but whatever. I would tell her these things that were so amazing, like, oh my God, you're not going to believe it, you me. She's like, mm, of course it happened. Hmm. She didn't question a spirit. She didn't like religion. She this, she this, she this, she this. There's a spirit. She sat in pine cones and she wasn't crazy. She wasn't crazy, but everybody thought she was. Um, before she was graduating, as she called it, dying, I went up to her, I flew up to Walnut Creek to see her, and I said, uh, what does this have to do with food, newcomers? We'll get to that. Um, it has everything to do with food. 
I thought when I said, tell me something, I have to know. Because she was meditating and tell me something. Oh my God, great wizard. She looked at me and she goes, just ask for guidance. So it says here, guide me. In her letters from her poetry, right? It's, it, it's on me. And I was doing some questions the other day and it had to do with when you want to get centered, when you want to get to God. And I, you know, I was writing all this stuff and I went, oh yeah, look down at your wrist. Okay. There she is. Um, I'm shaking up from gratitude. When I got into program, I had a big voice that I wouldn't even repeat anymore because I had a lot of affectations. I do a lot of voices, a lot of them, and I'm good, and they're funny, and I can do languages, and I can do... Per- that's not me. So this that you're hearing, I didn't have it. I did not have it. Did not have it. And what I continue to do is work on my authentic self. Right? I don't know what that was. And um, driving over Barham, and I thought I'm going to call. I'm going to call somebody, right? So I went. I said, "Boom!" And it was like, "Beep." Say, "Who are you going to call?" And I said, "Cancel." And Siri says to me, "There's nothing to cancel." Okay? I got so insulted <laughs> by the way she said it. <laughs> so the newcomers are looking, going, "Yeah, what does that do with food, right?" I work with a sponsor now who has two plus years and I have nine plus years. Such a gift. He doesn't have all the history and the drama that I do. I mean, I have drama, you know, a lot of it. He, nothing like that bothers him. It just doesn't. So, why am I working with him? Irene would say, well, of course you're working with him because I get to tell him that and he gets to chuckle and know that uh, that's me. I'm very, you know, I'm touchy. And my dad used to use that term with me and I'd hate it when he was right. So I'm sensitive guy. Here's the thing. All of that stuff, I don't have to eat over today. So when I call my sponsor and I go blah, 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 about any situation, he says, and you don't eat no matter what. And often when I call him, that's how he picks up his phone. And we don't eat no matter what. Because that's what it's all about, Right? So, here's my picture. This is what I look like physically. Some have seen it, some haven't. That picture hasn't changed. You can see in my eyes, I was over a cornucopia on a cruise. So, I started here and I was 199. I didn't want to get to 200. So, I got to 167, which is really light for me. I was on a diet. Wasn't working the steps. I had a sponsor who I think is still in program. Then I had another sponsor and he had, he and his husband... I wanted that, had two matching Mercedes, and a lot of money. I wanted what he had. Now, come to find out later, that can be one of the gifts of program. Could be. So can weight maintenance, weight loss. But that's not where it starts. So, um... I remember where I was, but that's just part of it all. Um, I was big then I know where I was I was big in my personality I know where I was um, 199 167 and I don't remember the time like up down I didn't do a huge weight fluctuation over like 25 years or 20 years I didn't and then I had the idea that I had I, was, I had my own business 
I was in debt. I was gay. Nobody gave it, including my family. But I use all these things because I'm different. Big Book says here, I think I'm special. My brain is different than the normal person. It is. It says that, and I believe it. Why? Because everything in there is written, and I'm learning this. There's a guy who uh, I would have never met. I would have never met half of you. He, he's very religious. He reads the Talmud. And it's like, I have to learn, I have to explain, I have to educate. Why is it happening? And the difference is, all we do is share experience, strength, and hope. That's all we do. So if you want to know how it doesn't work, I'll tell you my experience and what I didn't do. If you want to hear how it works for me and the women and the men that are on like the same path that I'm on, I'll share it with you. If you want it, great. If you don't want it, great. The book tells me, sponsor-wise, Love you, bless you, you can call me, but can't really help you. So eventually, like 11 years ago, I was a 272-pound man in a Mazda Miata. That was my play car. And because of this disease, I have other addictions. I had to sell that car to pay the rent. And my, where I leased a building, the manager of the building was like, wow, you're selling that? I said, you want your rent? It was the truth. Right? So this disease, uh, did it ruin my life or did I allow it to? My perception was it took over. Oh my God. You know. So um, what happened was, I got back, I was I pulled in my driveway and I had been rear ended twice in a week. Right? So someone said get an attorney. The attorney gets me to this chiropractor, I know that he was a shyster. I knew. I knew. And we're gonna get to the steps, because that's for me. Step one, I'm powerless over food. My life is unmanageable. So I'm powerless over knowing. I knew this guy was a shyster. He's not. Been in business four years. He straightened me up. Chiropractic. He was great. And then like two years I went to him. He saw my obesity. He saw it. Not like he said I can help you. I knew he could. And um, I saw nutritionist. And one day I'm pulling in uh, the driveway in my little car. And uh, uncomfortable. And I went, oh my God. I am dying, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I don't know where it came from. No idea. So, did I have a white light, like it talks about in the big book, kind of, sort of? No. Was it a higher power? Was it a spiritual awakening? Well, yeah. Because it came, that thought, I hadn't had that thought. It came. I didn't question it. And I literally picked up the phone. I went, I need to see blah, blah, blah tomorrow. She said, okay. So, I went in. My story is I got my absence for a nutritionist. Okay? That's my story. I don't know a lot of people that did that. And I know what I'm allergic to. He gave it to me uh, 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, and I stick to the same thing. There are things that have been removed, but they weren't, you know, frozen mango. I ate it back then. Here's a compulsive order of mind. If you're a newcomer, right, and you hear this, and you go, oh boy, that, that seems, you know, I get that. You're probably in the right place. We own this chair, right? Um, a, a, a bowl of fruit became a bowl of frozen mango with a couple of raisins. Then it was mango with ra- Then it was a bowl of raisins. <laughs> right? 
That's what's so cool about this program. It's like, remember the old doggy in the car? For those of you who are old enough. That's, I love a room that like, nods, right? That is not normal behavior. No, uh, normal behavior is not a pot of pasta. And I talk about food. Because for me, that's my disease, right? A bag of pasta in a big mix, in a bowl, mixed with you name it. That's not normal eating. A compulsive overeater can go, oh, I get it. Perhaps you're anorexic, bulimic. For me, it's always hit. I can't relate to that, but I can relate to the obsession of taking over my mind, taking over my life, being a, to other people, losing my business, saying, oh, I sold it. I didn't sell it. I walked away and lost a lot of money. They all make financial amends to that institution because it's still on my mind. Oh, my God, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. This is all related to the food. So, um, went to the nutritionist. He, his methodology, I had no idea. I thought he was nuts. And he looked at me. He was over me. And I was like doing this thing. He's doing his whatever he was with supplements. And he goes, you think I'm crazy? I said, yeah. He goes, here's the deal. You willing to do what I'm doing, what I'm suggesting. If it doesn't work, I'll give you back your money. I said, okay. I slept that night, the first night, the first time in like five years through the night. He hadn't done a lot to me. So I'm like, hmm, something's working. And I became his poster child for weight loss and weight maintenance. Right? He doesn't know I do... Well, he knows I do this. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't need to understand it. I don't have to explain it to me. He knows what I do, and if somebody's interested, I'll... Fine. There are people who I know that have gone to him and are not willing to stay, blah, blah, whatever. My story is that I still see him. He tells me what I eat. I decided the food with him. I don't make lateral decisions with the food. If I'm powerless over food, my life is unmanageable, and I think a bowl of raisins is a bowl of fruit, and I want more. And I go to the market and I get a bag of this and a bag of this, and I'm driving home like a crazy man, and I throw them out the window, and I never want to have more, and then I put them down the garbage disposal, and then I go have more, and then I go to this. That is obsession. That kind of means I don't have power over food. For me, for me, that proves it, right? So, my bottom line abstinence: I have uh, I have three meals a day, two optional snacks. Those snacks are defined. Uh, there are certain foods and food products I don't eat. Food behavior is the only... I mean, I think food fits on a plate and I don't eat between meals or snacks. It's pretty much it. Um, everyone, I, a lot of people's absences are... Most people, are, I don't know the same... I don't know anybody who has exactly the same absence I do. I doubt there is. All right. That's fine. Other programs have a specific thing. I don't. Um, most people I know don't. Okay? But I don't make unilateral decisions. So, yeah. Um, so that's a lot of what it was like so for today I get up do my ritual it's really perfect every single day of the week in perfection and when I call my sponsor I say I didn't do this I didn't do this I didn't do that or I write it on my uh, on my 10 step what I didn't do his response is fist bump or thumbs up I didn't know what a fist bump was he's kind of taught me how to do it he's like this athletic guy hmm. um um, he's making me feel more comfortable about myself and my life. Um, I have always had an issue with family, romance, and job and finances. Okay. 
I there was a, a company I was almost wanted to work, uh, always wanted to work for, and once again, all relates to the food um, for years. So this is what happens when I'm able to be abstinent. I'm really imperfect. I try and I try and I try and I go, yeah, whatever. And I literally, like two weeks before, I said, I'm going to let go of wanting to work for this job and trying so hard and emailing it. And I get a text, or you, you want to work for the company, are you interested in XYZ? Okay. And then I was like, yeah, more than you know. Long story short, I was hired for a position that I never thought I'd have. This is like crazy in every way. I don't know computer skills. I've been trying to like play it for four or six weeks and finally my boss said, here's the deal. In so many words, you got 90% of what we need. That 10%, we have to have it and you're not going to move ahead. I knew she would fire me. I knew. I knew. I got a letter that she wrote to HR. Here's what we need for Craig to succeed. Any classes he wants, what do you think? And we're going to fly you back to Miami to continue your training for a week. Well, that's what professionals do. I didn't think they would. So this is all letting go and letting them. And what I'm learning is my, my last sponsor who had like 40 years, female, very different, it worked beautifully, and then it didn't anymore. Um, just bite your tongue until it bleeds, and let it bleed some more. I am a... And employers don't like that. As a friend said, and I love this, he's a fellow, absent fellow, he says, they don't care how, they stuff the, how you stuff the sausage. And it means a lot. They don't care. They don't care about my training. Get the job done. Um... With relationships, my mom is now 87 and not in good health. My boundaries with her are ridiculously good. Still working on them every day because it doesn't say perfect. Working imperfectly, right? Incredible. Um, love life, still working on that. When it's meant to be, it'll be. Um, truly, truly, not beating myself up. Okay. So, I worked, I'm on step three. I'm doing it out of the AA Big Book. Uh, AA Big Book. Thank you. Um, re- thank you, sir. Uh, reading it, uh, doing it, and, and um, it's funny because my sponsor sent me a, a, like a format. And I, for some reason, I started reading the book and I started just, I forgot the format. But I really got into it. One word can keep me on a day, a sentence, a paragraph. It's not like well, I have to get a paragraph done. And I said, well, do I continue doing it your way or my way? He never even responded. Which means, is it working for you? Yeah, it's worked. Just don't question. Just keep doing it. What works? There's no right way. I've done the columns. I've done very woo-woo. I did my very first one. I was sitting in Roxbury Park on a Sunday, and I looked at Steve G. He heard it. wasn't my sponsor. And I was like, what do you think? He said, well, you got more work to do. <laughs> right? So, on step three. Um, powerless over food, my life's unmanageable. I'm going to believe there's a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. If I try and Gil, another sponsor, um, Gil and Margie, they're back east, um, he said, uh, if you could touch, feel, smell, or see God, you wouldn't need faith. Okay. So some, there's some power that, turned, uh, that brings the sun up in the morning, puts it down at night, and it ain't me. And it's none of you. It's got to be a higher power that's not human. Okay. Um, next will be another inventory. So step three, come to believe it was a power greater than myself 
it can restore me to sanity. I'm insane with food and life, people. To get insulted, read the big book and call your sponsor. Um, four step, more inventory. Pretty easy. Kind of easy. Fifth step, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I read part of my four step to, I'll say she's Natalie. And I said, well, I'm a gay man and you're not going to know. And she's like, oh, honey. I sponsor someone who, I won't name a name, who is, and I've heard every, nothing special. Right? So that's my fifth step. And a sponsor's going to look at you and go, oh, yeah, okay. But you don't understand. Well, let me tell you something I did that was even worse, better, different. And you kind of go, newcomer kind of goes, oh, okay. And where's the steps? I'm not there yet. I've done the steps. But what I want to go back to is... Um, to say, you know, it's really funny if you have like a three minute pitch. Well, there's a lot to say in three minutes. I can't do it. There's a lot to say in 20 minutes. 20 minutes just don't do the life. But working on my authentic self, this is my authentic self. Get up to meditation, speak at a meeting. I'm on the speaker's list. I just said yes. You know, should I put it? Yeah, you put it on the damn speaker's list. If they ask you to speak in Oxnard, you can. Yeah, if you're in San Diego, you can. This is my life. Right? Without my absence, I would not have it. And to really authentically say to you, there's people in this room that I could call and say, I need to come over at 2 o'clock in the morning. And they would say yes. Because they know that absence is the most important thing in their life. And I am too. And I thank you for touching me during how it works. Because we know how it works. We learn it and practice it through each other. And there are things I've said to him and things that he says to me that maybe, at least for me, I don't need to share that. The minute I think I don't need to share it and it's wrong, I can share it. And I have a sponsor now. He said, I'm on the road a lot. You can call me 25 times a day, 30 times a day. If I can pick it up, I will. If I can't, don't decide how much you can call me. Don't decide how much you can email. Get it out. Because if there's anything in here, how do I look? We'll talk to him afterwards. I'm going to be late for it. I can't keep it in. Powerless. Powerless over leaving here and having whatever food it is, not stopping, leaving program, not being able to go to Miami in a couple of weeks for a job, not being able to get on the plane in Chicago and giving her a story. Woo! So if I have any thoughts inside, once again, to the newcomer, please keep coming up. What I was told, you know, a lot of people say, go to six meetings, and if you don't like it, we'll fund your money. I was like, no, that's great. That's what most people, what I heard, La Cienega and Olympic in the park. Walked into a bulimic, and I was 12-stepped by my therapist. Great. She's like, blah, 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 this is what I do here. You may want to do it. That was it. Went to that meeting. I think it was Wednesday night, whatever. And I walked in. It was an anorexic bulimic meeting. I didn't know what that meant. Thank you. I'll wrap it up. I didn't know what that meant. Walked in. Heard it. There was one heavy guy in the corner. I went, zip, because I could relate to him. And this woman comes up to me. She goes, hi. Welcome. We love you. I'm like, wow, nutbag. And she looked, <laughs> and she looked at me. And she just says, just go to another meeting. One more. Just keep going. Thanks for letting me share.
This is now time. Oh wow, for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any of us after the meeting. Please, please. Also, please remember that the opinions I shared with you today are my own, thank God, and not of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Will you tell me when it's 9.35? Please. Yes. Thank you, sir. Who would like to ask a question? Yes, sir. Thanks, Richard. Um, going from step two to three to surrendering to a higher power, was that a sudden thing for you or was that an incremental thing for you? Can you describe it? This time, it's just... Seriously, I'm doing the writing. I kind of finished two. I'm going to go to three. I haven't read them yet to my sponsor. So right now, um, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a light. It wasn't a white light. You know, come to believe it, power rid of myself and restore my sanity, and then it's been different. But right now, it's it's been so freaking long of questioning it. It's like already is there. All right, fine. Just you know, whatever. Just help. Fine. Take it. Pretty simple. But the podcast will need to repeat the questions. Oh. Please, uh, can you talk about going from step two to step three? Great. Did you hear me? <laughs> um, thank you. Who's next? Yes. Thank you. Um, you mentioned that your personality was big when you were big. Did you deal with kind of like personality, personality dysmorphia? Based? How did you kind of right-size your personality? Hmm. uh, How did I right-size my personality? Because my personality was very big back in the day. I've never heard of personality dysmorphia. It it makes really a lot of sense. I'll tell you how how it it really hit. I was taking a voiceover class, which was always a dream for me, but I couldn't take it because I'm in it. And I stood up and I didn't like the the teacher and he didn't. So I'm sitting there and I went one night, I had the flu, and I, instead of saying, you know, the big put-on voice, I'm going to do it, I went, the sky is blue. And he's there. And he looked at me and goes, there's your voice. And I'll never forget that. Because it made me realize, wow, that, that inauthentic self. I had a, a friend who said, you know, you're, you're funny, and you can act. And, yeah, you can. This is a fact. Make money at it. Stop acting your life. It was a very strong statement. So it's taken me a long time. Still today, I have a work voice. I have a professional voice. And people are saying, hmm, he's back. My, my company had a, a name, a nickname. And some people call me that nickname. And they're like, oh, he's back. So it takes others to kind of remind me of what it was like that didn't work for me. It worked for me, but not beneficially. And I kind of answer? Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Come on. Who wants to recover? With my with my knowledge and wisdom. No. God help me. My experience. Yes, Eddie. Um, would you talk about character defects and their removal? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you talk about character defects and their removal was the question. Um, I have a lot of character defects and um, you know, fear. Here's here. I'm learning how to like file things on the computer. It's really cool. It works. It's really amazing. So it's like you know, um, fear, and then all the sub. You name it. 
you name it. Guilt, shame, etc. Fear. So I'm going to say with fear, um, I can worry all my want, all I want. It's not going to change the outcome. It will not change the outcome. There's no way it will. I can try to plan something. Um, uh, future, I futurize a lot. Uh, I don't know if that. I don't know what the, the the term my character defect is. It's not staying in the present. It's being in fantasy, right, as opposed to reality. Um, and it, I, I chuckle at myself. I really do, not in a self-deprecating mm-hmm. way, but in a chuckle. Like, so you're guilty of something that happened to you when you were nine years old. So what I do about it is I tell my sponsor. He doesn't make many comments. And if I really need to write about it, I write about it some more. And if it's a real character defect, we, with him, we haven't gone through uh, that step yet. But I know from the past, it gets removed when it gets removed. Sometimes I will look at it as a character asset. That's the really cool part. You know, uh, like my apartment, I used to say my home in the hills. or wanted, I have an apartment. It's amazing, right? Um, never used to have people in because it wasn't enough right those are all character defects I don't know what the definition is um, it, it's either perfect or it's kind of messy oh my god it shouldn't be meant it's fantastic that gets away from my imperfection right so that is kind of like let it go oh my god there's addition to the sink great you have something more important to do these are really small things and I want to keep going back to the newcomer, what does this have to do with the food? It does. When I let it go, I don't have to worry about it. Imperfectly. Is that kind of sort of answer? Great. Yes, please. Thank you for your share. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the change in your um, inner monologue slash dialogue um, from Sure. How do I talk? Can I share about my, the inner voice and how it changed before, during, and now? Okay. Um, negative is a thing. You're a blah, blah, blah. And then I go, oh, great, 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 great. So God, so some higher power put the folk, the grandparents, the great grandparents, my parents, and they give me this gift. I've had some very, very, very dark thoughts in my life recently. Really dark. And I shared them with my sponsor. And his response was, really? So he wasn't making fun of me in the sense of he's kind of like, oh, I've had these feelings too, right? So I have to bring that to somebody else. If I hang on to it, I'll eat. That's the bottom line. I have to share that. That's kind of like, well, I don't have to share anything. And this little thing. I have to share the thoughts. So the thoughts still come up with this job. Oh, my God. I am a this. I am a that. I am a this. And I said to my sponsor, uh, well, they hired me not knowing that I didn't know X, Y, Z. He said, no, 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 there's three months of training. That word doesn't have a specific you should know, you should know. So when I have these words of they're going to fire me and I'm this and I'm that, I speak to another absent member of programs. And I ask them how, you know, I don't even say how, and what that means is, in so many words, how am I going to deal with these feelings, thoughts, negativity, without eating, no matter what? That's what he always says. We don't eat no matter what. So that's what I do. I get to, I get to the solution much quicker than I used to, because the drama is like, that's, oh yeah, character defects? 
honey, drama. Where did I learn it from? God bless her. We'll just say she had me. Um, God bless her. Love her today. But I learned it. I didn't fall far from the tree. Does that kind of answer? Cool. I saw, yes. Hi, I was wondering, what do you think shifted between your various relapses to recover now? What do you think? So what's this? Uh, how does this recovery differ from other recoveries? I didn't try. Is weird. The thing that comes to mind is I didn't try to get abstinent. I don't know why I was binging, acting out, abusing myself, abusing others, pulling into a driveway. I was willing to go to a professional. As I said, that was my story. And the next day, stopped. So I was able to see, like, whoa, that wasn't me. And today I know when I came back and I started working with a sponsor who I had for 35, okay, when I had a sponsor for like four years, incredibly helpful. And I went up, I walked up to him and I was like, you know, will you sponsor me? He scared me terribly, terribly. He was very angry. And that, you know, because of, which I wrote about and I no longer make fun of, but I, you get it. Um... I said, will you sponsor me? He said, let's talk about your food. First thing he said to me. I was like, well, I went to a nutritionist and this and that and the other. And, blah, blah, blah. and I talked to another friend. I said, you know, it wasn't my decision. Oh, I said, it was a nutritionist food plan. Is that okay in LA? And he chuckled. And he goes, was it your plan? I said, no. He goes, next. <laughs> so when I said to my sponsor, uh, here's what's going on, food. I said, my food's in order. He goes, great, let's start working the steps. So I was able to, I think now, I don't ask as many questions. I just like, great. Yes. If you are abstinent, who am I to ask what works? And then if it works for me, my job, my duty is to share it with somebody else. So I think it's just more acceptance. Acceptance. And knowing how bad it was, but it took me many years to realize how bad it was, and how good it is today. As I said, driving here, I didn't wake up like this, but driving here, I started to cry. Okay, take them in. Take in the tears of good. Thanks. Anybody else? Don. What's your concept of a higher power? Um, pulls the sun up in the morning, pulls me down at night, and then when I have thoughts, oh, what's my concept of a higher power? Um, something turn, puts the uh, sun up, puts it down that's as easy as it gets and then when I think why did one night I was doing this and the next morning I was doing this I didn't do that there has to be some power you could have tell you what it is this has really kicked my butt when I there's a friend of mine who when he came into program I was young hip slick and cool and abstinent and he was obese and miserable and blah 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 and then we switched we switched and I'm sitting with him at a restaurant, binging. He's eating his absent food. I said, stop me, please, stop me from eating. He, looked, he goes, if you think I can stop you, I can't. He said, I have an ego. I remember. He said, I have an ego, but it's not that big. I can't do it. And then, a few weeks later, I got absent. Right? Oh, the other thing is, I went to that professional for about a month, and I, was, I lost weight really fast. Thank you, sir. I lost weight really fast. It took me a month to get back to program. And I woke up and went, uh-oh. 
you're going to go out again if you don't go back. That's a higher power. Nobody told me I had to go back. That kind of... Okay, cool. I see an... Way in the, yes, sir? Yeah. So 11 years ago, when you called, what did you do? After I got abstinent? Yeah, I mean, so when you came back 11 years ago, you're starting the program again and food calls. Once I got abstinent, it really didn't. The obsession was removed. Occasionally, kind of thought about it, thought about it, and I would go back to my bottom line abstinent and call someone. I think the best thing is to call someone. If I, th- if I look at... I, part of my abstinence is I can have um, uh, a bag of almonds a day with oatmeal. Right? Not on a salad. Not an omelet. Not an omelet. This and that. Okay, that's my bottom line thing. Or 30 if I'm traveling or whatever. And I bring my food with me if I need to. If I have one thought of woe, and that could be today. I want another bag. I call. I pick up the phone. It's not up to me to say, oh my God, I can't call him. He's working. It's up to you not to pick up the phone. Then what I get to do is, well, he's not there, my sponsor's not there, then I've got to call somebody else. Then I text, then I email in the action of doing those things, whether or not I speak to a human. Oh, wait, the obsession's gone. So I don't have those issues today. I do not. And what I get to do is remember the binges. Remember them. And I get to remember that when I want, and this was a break of abstinence, one of my first breaks, I think it was the last one I remember, breadsticks, the breadsticks. There I am in New York. There were two friends. There were breadsticks. There were two friends. There were breadsticks. And guess what? That's where I broke my abstinence. That led to a three or four day binge in New York. So today, because that thought, that thought could come back to me the minute I walked out that door. Now, I have nine and a half hours of abstinence, right? I used to make fun of that. No, it's true. I have nine and a half hours of abstinence. And if that thought comes back to me, oh, believe me, if someone, if anybody is still here, I will run up to you. I don't care if you're a newcomer or an old timer. I will say, help. And that person will go... Because they know, and I'll go blah, 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 blah. By the time I do that, it's gone. So if I do, if I have it, that's what I'll do. Yeah. I think we have time for another one. One little, a little quickie. Anybody want to go quickie? Yes. Bottom line absence. Three meals a day, two snacks in between. Those snacks are identified as carrots. I can, like, carrots I don't have to measure. Uh, Twelve ounces of fruit measured or a, an apple or a fruit right? and then my food fits on a plate um, I commit my food before pretty much always pretty much always I didn't today so what I'm going to do is before lunch I'm going to commit it and before dinner I'll commit it or I may even say to my friend who's not in program you know I'm looking at the menu usually I look at the menu before but that's not part of my abstinence commit my food and um, if I change it you know I'll let somebody know my bottom line absence is I have specific foods and food behaviors that I can go through with you I abstain from corn the nutritionist said I'm allergic to corn okay why but can I eat this and should I eat that in a corn okay that's what's different I don't question it it works so I think that's time and uh, there we go thank you